It's time to live out your faith in the business arena. It's time to discover biblical wisdom for business success. It's time to connect with kingdom leaders in the trenches through inspiring interviews, timely conversations, and much more. It's time for the Nourish the Dream podcast with David G. Johnson and Dean Burnside. And welcome to another episode of the Nourish the Dream podcast. I'm David Johnson. And Dean Burnside. And Dean, it's good to have you back. Wow, thanks, David. It's great to be here again. And uh, looking forward to chatting a little more today about Good news, pest solutions. You know, I, I want you to tell the story. We'll do that in a minute. I want you to tell the whole story because we, 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 we started with episode one, just getting you introduced and, and heard about your history, the business history, your, your seeing yourself as called to business. That was a great discussion. But we ran out of time, so I want, <laughs> I want to get into that. But, you know, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed these last couple of episodes, especially talking with Buck. Thank you for making that happen. Oh, glad to do it. I was blessed too. Matter of fact, you know, I've, I've known Buck for over almost 15 years, and he talked about things that I have heard him talk around, but some things I believe came supernaturally through the Spirit that day that were beyond other words I've heard him say, and I was inspired. I was too, and I know that if you're listening to this, you if you you not heard the Buck Jacobs interviews, we did two episodes of the podcast with Buck, and they're stellar. He told some great stories about how he... 40 years ago, almost. Right. 40 years ago. Before you were born. Well, you know, I keep saying I'm not never trying mind, to point that mind, out. Never mind. <laughs> but it was well after you were born. Anyway, um, so, but he, 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 uh, he shared some great stories, and, and he was really a pioneer. He and his friend were such pioneers in terms of understanding, you know, look, people understood this years ago, that you're called to your work. Right. You know, that's, a, that's, a, that's not a new thought. But it's a new thought to us in this culture. You know, it's, we've lost it, you know? Absolutely. And, and what was new perhaps then was actually relying on the Holy Spirit to inspire new ideas, even new inventions, in his case, chemical formulations that no one had even thought of before that actually were successful and sold millions of dollars worth to an industry that needed them. Millions of dollars and, and at a profit. At a profit, amazingly enough, that he didn't even have to borrow money to do the business growth. Would God do that for someone? Would he give them an idea? Would he give you a million-dollar idea, Dean? Well, I sure hope he will still, and uh, he definitely does, David, and and that may be considered controversial in some circles in business. Like, does God really go there for business? Or No, 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 only in ministry does he do supernatural stuff like healing people and raising support that never could have possibly been raised. And it, oh wait, 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 you but just I, used that ministry term again. Oh, no, <laughs> not that. Oh, man. So uh, that was great fun. Buck was, was, it was an inspiration. He also talked about integrating faith into a business. And that's something right. you walked through, and you were able to share a little bit as we talked with Buck, which was fun. But I want to get to your story about Good News Pest Solutions because, you know, uh, many people will see their faith operate in their business differently. Mm-hmm. Some people, like Dave Dunkel that he shared about, just, hey, stuck a Bible on his desk, and it became this whole thing that now company-wide, their company is infected with. Bible studies. And. Et cetera. People caring for one another and ministering to each other in, in a business setting, and, right. and to their, I'm sure, to their clientele and other things, you know, sure. in a publicly traded environment, which is kind of cool. But you uh, are one of those businesses that decided 
we're going to lay it all on the line <laughs> in terms of the message. Right. And that's where you went from. Now, the business was originally called Macy's Termite Pest, and Pest Control. Macy's Termite and Pest Control after John Macy, not the famous Macy's from New York. We, we, it was fun because you, you, you and I started working together. That was still the name of the company. Right. right. And, and it was great fun because, you know, we, we kicked around fun ideas that would, you know, we could have fun with Macy's. You mean like the large roach at the Macy's Day Parade in New York City hovering over right behind Bullwinkle? Or yeah, don't, don't stand under the roach, right? Right, right. But you, you, you also had like uh, the, the thing where you would give out the gift certificates to Macy's every right, year. to and the all. parade. I love it. Free tickets. Fun stuff. But uh, you felt like the Lord spoke to you about the, the, the business itself. Can you, can you, I mean, go back to that. I think it was a C12 okay. meeting, right? It was actually, and... I'd love to share that story. It really is one of those moments that for me, I don't know that this is a million-dollar idea, quote, but it was certainly uh, divinely inspired, and it was spoken to me through a brother at a C12 meeting, but it might as well have been literally from God. It was, it was as though God spoke so directly like a lightning bolt, uh, Paul on the road to Damascus kind of experience. And let me, I'll just lay the groundwork quickly. We were Macy's Termite and Pest Control, I was given a presentation of how we generate new customers. Simple. Our marketing wheel starts with doing a termite inspection for a real estate transaction. Uh, that's how we've grown the company for 24 years. That puts us in front of a, a potential new prospect before they even own a home that will eventually need our service. Well, when we do that inspection, we tell our guys, listen, either way, if you find termites, Hey, good news, I found termites. Good thing I found it now before you close because we can solve the problem now. Typically, the seller pays for the treatment, and then the buyer gets an ongoing warranty for years to come. Um, so that's good news. But at first, if you're a, if you're a buyer of a home, and, and we should probably explain, for people not in Florida, you know, you, you, you say there are two types of houses in Florida, right? Those that have termites and those that will. Yeah, and, and, and so it's like it's just part of the deal. It comes with the territory. If you're not in Florida, this isn't perhaps as important. And we have lots of other pests in Florida, but termites are, are a big deal. So no, Number one state. But if you're buying a home and the person who just finished inspecting the property says to you, by the way, there are termites and it's good news, you're, that's a like, that's a, whoa, you're going to remember that. Yeah. That, they, that's, that's a shocking moment. At that moment, generally, you're the guy wearing the black hat. <laughs> okay. Particularly maybe in the realtor's eyes, who uh, stands to earn a commission or not, based on whether or not this buyer proceeds to a closing on sure. this property. <laughs> yeah. So suddenly, you're kind of the black hat guy. Like, you're messing up my deal. Uh, don't, don't tell anybody you really found them, right? Yeah. So, However, that's what they hired us to do. So, again, in our perspective hey, it's good news. We found them now, and you're going to benefit in the future. And probably some real estate agents wouldn't have this inspection if they could get away with it, but it's now required, right? It's like a legal part of the process, right? Certainly, if they're going to have a, any kind of loan, the mortgage lender will require it. Okay, and, so it's not even, a legality, but it's 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 part of the package right. with the lending. Right, and even yeah. on cash transactions, which there are a lot of now, um, it, it's just prudent to have one done because sure it it's such a problem in our state and like you said the seller is going to pay for it so but if you obviously it's much easier to get the other side of the deal right there are no the white termites. hat yeah right white hat hey good news didn't find any termites ah everybody cheers and that's what they want to hear however there are only two types of homes in florida those that have termites those that will this doesn't appear to have termites now but at some point they might so we can prevent them for you good news 
right? So I'm explaining, that is good news. Yeah. I'm, I'm explaining this to a, a room of, of guys at a C12 meeting. And a guy who wasn't familiar with my business looks at me and says, Dean, I'm reading your mission statement, which starts off with representing Jesus Christ to the Gulf Coast through what you do. And I just heard that you give good news, whether it's termites or not termites. Man, why aren't you? The, sounds to me like you're always giving people good news. Why aren't you the good news company? And David, I'm telling you, that might as well have been the whatever, million-dollar idea, $10 million idea, uh, $5 idea, whatever it was. It was a Damascus Road experience of some kind, right, though? I mean, like It was a yeah. spotlight that yeah. said, you know what? Why aren't we the good news company? That's great. That's brilliant. Matter of fact, we had been considering a name change anyway because Mr. Macy, who founded the company, had retired many years before. Now he's kind of back as our ambassador. I think I might have talked about that last time a little bit. It's a super unique story that he retired for 11 years, came back, and is now helping us continue to build the, the company. But And he does a good job. I've, I bumped into him a couple of times. He's, he's a ride. He's a good guy. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. He, he is best networker in on the planet. He's amazing. <laughs> but the... Uh, the the name that changing our name had been a consideration since he was no longer there and people call me Mr. Macy and I'm oh, no 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 I'm I'm Dean Burnside I, I own the company now but we kept the name because it had such history blah 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 so it, somewhere in my mind it seemed natural that at some point we would change the name it's gonna happen it's gonna happen plus we get a little confusion around here from the department store where we joke because we do get calls for the shoe department and <laughs> tell people ask why we sent them an invoice because they just paid their macy's credit card last week why did i get this invoice from you you know so there is some confusion with the department store name and you i think you got it like a, a cease and desist letter or a nasty letter from their legal department when you registered a, a domain name along the way so <laughs> we, we did yeah. they don't they don't they, they have a lot invested in that name i guess and so. they want to protect it and good for them yeah but they uh, also, there's a local competitor with a similar name, spelled similarly, uh, pronounced similarly, and there's confusion there too. So the, there's been confusion. Um, Mr. Macy's doesn't own the company anymore. You know, we've had this name change thing in the back of our mind. And that day, wow, like I said, lightning bolt, why aren't you the good news company? And it was just... It was from God, I'll just say. It was just like God opened up a scroll and said, Dean, you will now become the Good News Company. So what kind of uh, experience is that, taking that back to your wife? Your, you've got key leadership that have been with you for right. a long time. You know, right. What kind of buy-in did you get from people? I mean, was there resistance to the idea at first? Or? Honestly, right away, I, I think everybody else thought it was as brilliant as God did, or right. as I did from God. <laughs> right. Um, but, the, you know, honestly, the person I was the most concerned about, obviously, was Mr. Macy. Yeah, sure. So he was the first one that I literally sat down and had a, a heart-to-heart. Hey, John, uh, got some news for you, pal. Um, I I've literally feel like I've got a, a word from God about the name of our company, and I don't want you to feel slighted. I don't want you to feel like I'm pushing you out the door by taking the name off the wall, but here's kind of where we're going. And, and he just, again, just thought it was as brilliant oh, that's great. Uh, a move as anyone and gave us our, his full blessing and said, wow, I just, how, how can I uh, argue that taking my name out and putting the good news in would <laughs> yeah, be a bad thing? What kind thing. of a jerk would I be to say, hey, <laughs> no, you can't do that. And, of course, he didn't own the company anymore. He, you'd bought right. it from him many, many years ago. Right. But you are in that 
thought process and you roll out the track, which I think we might have talked about a little bit last time, which is actually your personal testimony, right? Did you call it a track? I'm sorry. Did I use the track word? We call it a brochure, David. Okay, it's a brochure. It's it's a little more benign that way. But every customer gets one, right? <laughs> we sure try to get yeah. every single one. What we did, uh, we're changing the name, right? We, so we... It's basically a three-year transition marketing-wise in our process. We've got 24 years of history with a, a great name. Yeah, you don't flip a coin, and today we changed our name. Right. Yeah. So last year, uh, in 2012, we became Macy's Termite and Pest Control, the good news company. We put it right in our logo. We put it in our marketing brochure. But our our main objective was to get people to ask, what's the good news? What yeah. do you mean, the good news? What's so good about having termites and rodents in my attic and whatever? I mean, it yeah. How's that good news? Ants in my kitchen. Come on, seriously. <laughs> so we, we tried to set the hook for them to ask, what's the good news? <laughs> so we had to produce a brochure that says on the cover, have you heard the good news? It does look a little bit like a track. A little it? bit. Yeah. For those of you listening that know what those are. <laughs> I guess some people don't. That's okay, it enough. is one. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, it's a track. When you it? handed it I to said me, it. I went, you know, we used to have a rack of these in the back of the church, and you you know, <laughs> I know what these look like, yeah. But basically, it was a tool yeah. to my team, who aren't all people that are equipped with their Bible highlighted with the Roman road right. uh, in the truck <laughs> to, to walk somebody through. It was a tool to hand when somebody asked the question, why'd you change that? What's the good news? Well, have you heard the good news? Here it is. And it does tell our, our history of the company and the... And the the way we can solve all people's pest problems with green solutions. That's good news. It is good news. It gives my good news testimony about coming to Christ and, and using the business as a platform for ministry where God told me you'll reach more people through your business than you ever will singing in a microphone on a platform. All that's in there. And then it gives God's good news with a four-point outline and a prayer and yeah. follow-up. So uh, we had many, many unique opportunities to hand those to people when they ask, what's the good news? So that was the first year. This year... We've transitioned totally to Good News Pest Solutions, formerly Macy's. Now, you did this early because when you and I met and started talking, it, and I was right in line with you, you know, thinking about marketing strategy, take your time. Don't be in a rush with this, you know. Right. You're going to roll because you got all sorts of things to think about with a name change today that people in previous generations didn't have to think about. You mean like Facebook? Google search. Facebook. I mean, you know. If Twitter. You, you know, how quickly does the Google ranking go away on your old name if you switch? And, you right. know, there's all sorts of strategy that has to go into that because, obviously, you don't want to lose business because unnecessarily. Yeah, right. I mean, if you, if you lose it because you ticked them off over the good news, that's different, right? You know, but, but, um, but, but of course, your goal is certainly not to do that. But you're, you're, you don't want to, in other words, you don't want to sacrifice something unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. So we get this phone call from you in December, and you said... We're pulling the trigger January 1. And I, <laughs> We're going all in. My team and I go, what? <laughs> well, I didn't know what it meant. I mean, I didn't know how much was behind the scenes that you guys would do to help yeah, us. I mean, because you, you got your Facebook name, as you pointed out, the page name. You've got, you know, f likes on the page. you got the URL. You've got, I mean, and, and of course, my Google search thought process kind of, I went, you know, that's, <laughs> you know. But um, it was so funny because... When you said that, I said, you know what? We're going to get behind this because I knew that you were really sensing again that, of course, the three-year track was wisdom, Thank naturally you. speaking, business wisdom. Right. But you, you didn't just say, hey, we're going to accelerate this just because you got this crazy you know, idea. No. We, we really wanted to 
even set the hook deeper for people to ask. Yeah. They they were asking occasionally, Macy's, the good news coming, what's the good news? But now that we actually changed the full name of the company to Good News Pest Solutions, every single person that I see asks me, why'd you change your name? Why'd you change your name? That's great. Uh, we, we do a... Uh, uh, a gratis fire ant treatment for a uh, shark's tooth festival in Venice that happens every year to, to uh, support Special Olympics. I mean, you know, we, we love that cause and we've been involved for years and years. And part of how we can help is do what we do is to prevent people from getting bit by fire ants while they're enjoying the festival for the weekend. Okay? Yeah. Simple. And it's good visibility. I mean, it's a great, from a business standpoint, it's a good move. I mean, yeah. all the Simple. way around. Yeah. So I'm there to do the treatment literally this week, pull up in my car with my new logo on the side. First thing, the the lady who's been involved with this for years walks up. Why'd you change your name? That's I mean, great. she didn't even say hello. Yeah. Oh, hey, Dean. Glad to have you back again this year to support our cause. Uh, just, why'd you change your name? So we are getting questions every day from literally dozens of people because of the full-blown name change. Yeah. So we're having more opportunities than ever to tell them, well, our name is now our mission. Mm-hmm. Our mission is in our name. We're sharing God's good news while solving people's pest problems with green solutions. Simple. So, Dean, how often do you have that moment of hesitation where you go, Ooh. am I about to blow this account? You know? I mean, does that happen? Have you had that happen? Or have you? Th- or what, what's your thought process been? That's a good question. And I, I think I probably have some team members mm-hmm. who are more concerned than I am that aren't as comfortable and overt in their faith. Sure. People still have the mindset that, you know, my faith is kind of private to me, especially if they've grown up in certain religious backgrounds yeah. that promote that thinking. Yeah. Um, you know, I, well, I'm not like Dean. I mean, you know, he's all out there. He'll tell anybody he loves Jesus. Yeah, he'll but, pull people you know, side off the street. He's, and go, he's hey. a Jesus freak, you know. Yeah. I'm not one of those guys. But, you know, I do support our mission and think it's cool that we're a Christian company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and so. here's a trap. <laughs> Have a nice day. A brochure. Here's a brochure. Slide it under the door, run to your truck. Ah! Uh, <laughs> so not everybody is quite as comfortable as, as I am personally, but I'm telling you what, David, it has stretched my faith. Mm. It has put me in a sink or swim situation. Okay, here's a woman who I've done business with for a while, yeah. and her first thing out of her mouth is, why'd you change your name? So it gives me my 30-second elevator speech opportunity every day, but... I will certainly admit that I have gulped <laughs> more than once sure. before answering, but I, I, I'm thrilled that God's given me that platform to minister from, yeah. back to the platform for ministry light that came on 15 years ago in my mind that started this whole thing. Uh, this, to me, is the next progression of, Dean, you're going to reach more people through this business than you did singing in a microphone that's, as, that's a, as a worship pastor. Yeah. I'll share one more thing quickly. Uh, this week I had opportunities to interview two potential new team members. Okay. And as frustrating as it is as a business owner to need to add staff, either through attrition, somebody leaving, and or through just growth and we need more people, you know, the hiring process is tough. It's painful. Absolutely. It really is. You know what removes my pain is that it gives me the opportunity to share my story mm-hmm. personally, share the company's story with everybody that we interview. And and this week, two different people I got to tell my story to, tell our good news story to, 
shared the good news. One of them is a committed spirit-filled believer that connected and literally cried tears of, wow. wow. How cool. I've been in this business for 20 years. I've worked with two of the largest companies in the world that do what you do, what we do. And I'm concerned that I have a scripture on my computer screen sometimes when the wrong person is walking by that might turn me into HR and be a concern. Wow. And you're telling me I could literally pray for a customer on the phone during company time. Oh, my word. I've been set free. Count me in. You know, wow. Just, just ecstatic of, for the opportunity to minister on company time because they have complete buy-in, but they've just never had the opportunity. Sure. And in fact, would have been facing one of those gulping moments that we were talking about a minute ago for completely the other reason. <laughs> exactly. You know, if if, if they Uh-oh. were, yeah. Am I going to be outed here that I'm a believer? Yeah, absolutely. If put on the spot. Yeah. The other person um, had a experience in his life where he had an encounter with God, where God showed up in a very practical and real way to prove that there is one. Mm. However, in his description of telling me about that, I could tell that that's as far as it went with him. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, the okay. scripture says even the demons believe there's yeah. a God. Yeah, you know there is one. And they shudder. So what, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. How about you want to meet him? What yeah. do you want to do with that? Yeah, right. And yeah. so in my mm. job interview and sharing how personal that can be now that you know there is a God, you can know him personally. And again, moved emotionally uh, to the next step uh, of of uh, that seed falling on good soil. That's awesome. So, wow. When people say, why'd you change the name? Or what's, what's good news about having bugs? Uh, the Lord has kicked it up a notch mm-hmm. in my spirit personally and to inspire the rest of our team to just be unashamed. Yeah. You know, he says very clearly, if you're ashamed of me before men... I will be ashamed of you before the Father. But if you're not ashamed before men about me, I won't be ashamed of you before the Father either. So we have more and more opportunities because of changing our name to several thousand customers now that we're out, we're, we're outed, we're overt, here we are, um, unashamed and loving it. And it's funny because, you know, talking about how God can intervene supernaturally in situations when we first talked about this i was concerned about facebook policies because for many mm. years business pages were locked down if you submitted there were there are two things you can change either the name or the or the username which is the you ends up becoming the url and both of those were problematic i mean at one time we had a business that made a mistake when they created their page and we said to them, guess what? You get to delete it and start a new one. Well, of course, you don't delete it, but you start a new one and invite everybody who liked the first one to like the next one and hope they all do, you know, <laughs> right. because there's no way to change the name. I mean, you could submit a request and it'll take, you know, right. perhaps months if they ever respond and usually they denied everybody. Yeah, so you, you, you just were in a situation. And so when you said, we're going to pull the trigger, I was like, wow. You know, well, little did we know. And we submitted the change. And so Facebook's policies have relaxed a little bit. We submitted. It used to be you couldn't even ask for a change. You right. had to. You had to. You know, it's like an act of Congress. Right. Mm-hmm. Now they've got a place where you can request it. And we submitted both requests, both the, the name change and the and the username change. Right. And 
I told you I wasn't expecting it to happen very quickly. <laughs> right. In fact, I was expecting. I think you said you better pray. Yeah, I did. I said I privately, <laughs> I, and even within our team, I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, I really, I hope it does for Dean's sake. But and without us realizing it, I think the date was like December 27th. Facebook's policies had changed, and we didn't know because you never go visit the terms and you know policies page on Facebook, you know, just to see if anything's new. Right. right. And it had changed. And the name change went through. I think it was like twenty four hours. It was. it was like it was it nuts. Was. It was like, well, what? We got it. We got it. Holy cow! We got a whole bunch of stuff we got to do now because it's it, it happened. You know. I so, remember the excitement. That was that was great fun. That was cool. But um, I, what I like about this story, and and I think it's really important we bring this up because it came up a little bit when we were talking to Buck Jacobs. You know, everybody's going to integrate their faith into their business differently, mm-hmm. and a business is going to take on the characteristics of its owner. True. In fact, you know, we talk about calling. Dean, you're called to business. Absolutely. I believe there's a calling on your business. And so for everybody listening today, I believe there's a calling on you and on your business. If you own a business or if you ever start a business or become the owner of a business, the calling that God's placed on you cannot be separated. In other words, the calling that he's placed on the business cannot be separated from the calling that he's placed on you as the individual. They're one and the same. I agree 100%, David, which even comes into play and something that may be controversial. I don't know if we'll be able to cover it on this uh, podcast, but maybe another, is do you have the right to sell your business? Whoa! If it's God's ministry, especially if you're selling it to an entity that's not. A Christian. Could you sell your Christian business to a non-Christian just because it's a nice payout for you and you get to retire with a boat? Ouch! <laughs> hey, valid question. Totally. And does the calling die because you, you know? And so do you have the right? Okay, obviously you can. I mean, we know that you can. We have free will. <laughs> but... Yep. Does God authorize you to do that? Whoa, that's going to be an interesting conversation probably for another day. <laughs> that could deep. get some people thinking. Well, and, and I don't know how many times I've run across this scenario. You see somebody build a business. They get into their middle age time zone, half time, if you will. Right. And they're starting to think, wow, what have I done for God? I haven't done anything for God. i got to do something for God. I think I'm going to sell the business and go into the ministry. There you go. Or... Sell a business, and with some of the profit, I'll support a ministry that's doing something really cool. And I've seen it all. That we believe in. Yeah. That I, we're getting behind. I've even seen them start churches. Sure. You know, or, or go in the mission field. You see, you know, like a 50, 55-year-old couple yeah. land themselves in a country where they've never been to speak of, you know, and have no business trying to learn the culture and all of this other stuff because they're trying to do something for God. Finally, because they didn't. The well, because, yeah, years. they served themselves all those years in business. All right. What a tragedy because they get off their post <clears throat> you, and they can't function well. They're usually great in business and they stink at fundraising for, <laughs> right. for a ministry right. or whatever it might take you know, for them to succeed. And we get this ludicrous idea that if you're in the ministry, well, you have to lay it all on the altar. And you, you well, it's a life of poverty. We all know you that. You can't have anything. No. You know. Well, you have to sacrifice everything. You've got to put it all on the altar. Right. You know? Right. What a load of crap. (laughs) 
Did you just say the C word on I this podcast? I said crap on this podcast. Is that okay? Wow. I think you and I can make the rules here. Is that all right? <laughs> I, it is a load of crap. You know, to think, you know, let's just think rationally for a moment. I mean, I know that's frowned upon in some circles, but <laughs> let's think rationally for a moment, shall we? I thought this was spiritual. Does, okay. All right. So we can follow that train of thought too. But if God wants you to be successful in accomplishing the mission that he's called you to accomplish... In your case, Dean, let's talk about you. Just keep a practical example. You have a gifting to some degree or another as an evangelist. True. It's a calling that's on your life. Absolutely. When you rename your company Good News Pet Solutions, it's perfectly in line with your calling. Not now. If 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 now I'm a teacher. My calling is as a teacher. I don't. I mean, my 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 uh, business doesn't have so many obvious. I guess it could. You know, depending on how you look at the word epiphany, right? But um, it, it's not readily odd. People see it and it's a little innocuous. They don't think Ooh. that must be a religious thing, you know, they don't necessarily anyway. Now, if you come right. to one of our Nourish the Dream events, there's going to be no question, even long before you get there, what we're all about, right? right, and, and, right. But, but, but it's not – I'm a teacher. Everything I do teaches people. Everything you do evangelizes, okay? Mm. It's just your calling. It's being lived out. Right. right, and so your business is going to do that. But if God wants you to succeed at that, do you really think that He's going to strip you of all ability to do it by cutting off your supply? <laughs> of course not. Matter of fact, uh, it's His responsibility, in my opinion, in my faith, to provide all we need to do all He's called us to do. Matter of fact, that's a, a Buck Jacobs ism in uh, in C twelve. God has provided. Already, by the way, he has provided, past tense, all you need to do all he's called you to accomplish. He al- you already have the provision for it. It sounds remarkably like something I read, oh, I think it was in the New Testament. What? Uh, in Ephesians 1, where Paul said, God's already given you every blessing. Mm-hmm. Now, there are blessings transferred to you into in a spiritual sense they're transferred into your spiritual bank account if you will not a right. they're not already in you know your, the, the deposits that you have on on account at the bank right but they're no less real and Absolutely. and no less accessible if you recognize but i think so many people need to, i think so many people struggle with the idea that uh, if i if i go after it if i try to close the deal if I invent that new whatever it is, mm-hmm. maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just being greedy. Maybe I'm just being self-serving. Maybe it's my ego. Maybe it's whatever. Well, another thought that comes to my mind too, David, about saying that God has provided all you need to accomplish all he's called you to do. If you need to borrow money to do something more than that, uh oh. Has he really provided that? In other words, should we live within our means, even in ministry, even in accomplishing business through ministry, ministry as business? If you need to go out on a limb and borrow to do something, maybe it's beyond what he's actually provided to what he wants you to do. Maybe you're living outside your purpose. And maybe you're going beyond what he's really purposed and called you to do. Or maybe you took the provision that he had made available to you for what you're called to do and did something else instead. 
Which is very much the same thing. I mean, it, sure. it, there's no, there's no real. In the end, there's no difference between the two. Right. <laughs> I, I did a whole bunch of stuff he didn't call me to do. Right. And it cost me more. Right. And therefore, I don't have the provision left that he made available. So, These are tough questions that people have to face. You know. They are, and we're and we're intentionally raising some good stuff here so we can feed on it in other episodes of our podcast, of course. Absolutely. And since you brought that up, I'm going to invite you listening to this day today. To sound off, all right? Because whether you realize it or not, we have comments available. <laughs> In other Ooh. words, you can come back to nourishthedream.com, click on podcast, you can see today's episode, and let us know what you think. Do you think God would want you to be successful in business? Do you think he's provided that for you? Do you think if you sold your business to someone who isn't going to continue the ministry, that's okay as long as you profit? That's a tough one. There's some tough stuff here. So I'm looking forward to hearing. I want to I want to see if we can get some people to answer some of these. You know, give us some thoughts. Tell uh, you us can, what you think. Yeah, you can do it on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash Nourish the Dream. Uh, we have the podcast, of course, available on the Stitcher app for mobile. Dean, you got it downloaded through the podcast app on your iPhone. Woohoo! I did that. Yeah, there's an right official podcast app right there. Yeah, and you can, of course, you can do it through the iTunes software on your computer. Lots of different ways to make sure that you get every episode. But we also want you to sound off. So I'm excited about this, Dean. We're going to have some more great discussion next time. Very good. Can't does, wait. Does that sound good? Yes, sir. Hey, man, thank you for sharing today. I appreciate you telling that story. And uh, if you're listening to this today and you're asking yourself if you're in the right place or not. Hmm. The challenge that I think Dean and I want to share with you today is that God has answers. Amen. He's got a purpose. He's got a calling for you. He wants you to live within it and accomplish all he's called you to do. Good stuff. Dean, thanks. We'll talk to you next time. Great, David. Thanks for listening to the Nourish the Dream podcast with David G. Johnson and Dean Burnside. Make sure to subscribe via iTunes, get email updates, and locate archived episodes at nourishthedream.com. You can also like Nourish the Dream on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay connected to strategic fuel for your dream. Invite your friends and colleagues to connect with us as well. This has been a production of Nourish the Dream.